Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 51. Thank you so much for continuing to join us on this podcast. I'm excited about today's conversation. My friends Derek and Beth Heron are joining us, so stick around. You're in for a treat. Beth, Derek, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Good afternoon. We're so glad that you uh, I've been trying to get you guys on together for, for a while, so we're glad that it finally uh, came together. Um, but uh, just so people know who we're talking to, why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves, what you're doing in life? Sure. Um, my name is Beth. I'm married to Derek, who's also here today. Hello. Uh, we have four kids and some dogs and some chickens and a cat. Um, I work on Staff Earth River taking care of middle schoolers, and um, I'm really, really excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, my name is Derek. Uh, I've been married to Beth for a little while now, and again, <laughs> we have all the same children and chickens and dogs and cat. Uh, I'm a deacon here at the river. Uh been doing that for several years now and uh yeah just trying to live life out here yeah and uh uh you have a unique hobby as well uh, it's it's becoming less unique but yeah. uh yeah there's there's not a ton of people around doing it here locally um been uh, blacksmithing for about five years now i think just, that's so cool yeah trying my best not to burn my hands or my arms and scar show otherwise so. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, one of the things i appreciate about uh, both of you guys is just uh you guys really give a lot of yourselves to to love people well to uh i mean go out of the way with the the middle schoolers and uh just people in your lives you really uh seem to love to serve people and uh, uh my question for you as we're as we're jumping in is uh, how has your walk with jesus and and as a part of that scripture how has that impacted the things that you find joy in, sure. particularly in serving, serving people? That's awesome. That's such a great question. Um, I think for, for both of us, um, I mean, we're, we're longtime river people. We've been at the river longer than we've had some of our kids. So, um, <laughs> we, it's, it's always been in part of the river DNA that you serve. Um, but somewhere along the way, um, I, I think that, um, it became more of, um, of a Holy Spirit thing, just uh, that that change, that heart change to just say, um, I'm not doing this just because I should or because there's a place that needs to be filled, but because uh, the Holy Spirit prompts us to goodness. And uh, as an overflow of what Jesus has done in our lives, we cannot help but share that with other people, however we can. Yeah. And I think... Um, at the, at the beginning of relationships, uh, you know, our friend Josiah has this way of saying you have to earn the turf. You know, if you're going to if you're going to love people well, um, they need to know that you care and uh, you start by serving, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've we both served at a, the church we went to before we came to the river. But one of the things that really drew us to the river was uh, the mission mindset of mm -hmm. serving locally and globally. Um, and that's something that we really just wanted to get on, on board with. So when we came over here, we, we, I think we maybe sat for maybe a month in service before we started serving, uh, Beth started serving in the children's ministry over Jerry Whitson. And I'd 
I jumped on with the uh, the audio visual team over there and yeah. uh, clicking through slides on the uh, PowerPoint. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's just it's just something that we have uh, in reading scripture. You know, the uh, Paul says over and over again that uh, the Spirit and the Word is preparing us for good deeds, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, we need to be ready for that. We need to not withhold the good that we are able to do for yeah. those who deserve it. You know, so yeah. I think yeah, just. Just being being led by the Holy Spirit, like Beth said, just how do you not? Yeah, and it's a ton of fun. It is. We have a ton yeah. of fun. I mean, yeah. honestly. Yeah, we get to Actually, work with middle schoolers. I, I think with you guys, if you're not having fun, you're not going to do it. Uh, you know, I think that we all have strengths and giftings, and yeah. we lean into those things. So. Yeah, and, and that's the way. We, that's how it's supposed to be. I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Derek, you, what you said reminded me of. Uh, it's actually in one of the places we read in Ephesians 2, mm-hmm. um, where it talks about it's by grace we've been saved, and it's not mm-hmm. our work, but Correct. yet we were created yep. for good works Correct. In, yeah. in Christ Jesus. So yeah, yeah James, really James said something similar, a little bit mm-hmm. more harsh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sentiment that's repeated throughout Absolutely. the New Testament, and you know, we see even in the Old Testament, um, you know, was, Abraham was counted as a righteous man because of his faith and because his action upon that believing mm-hmm. is what counted him as a righteous man. Right. So, it's, you know, how do you not, how do you read scripture and, and not have a desire to serve the God that mm. has done so many great things for us? Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you guys for, for sharing that with us. Um, we've been reading through the Bible together yeah. and uh, we are, this is one of our last couple of episodes. Uh, we're getting wow. nearing the end, uh, but this week's reading has been over, Honestly, some of my favorite uh, places in Scripture that I go back to time and time again. Uh, we've read uh, uh, First Timothy uh, this week, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Philippians and Colossians have long been kind of like my, yes. if I had to pick out a favorite, like mm-hmm. I go to those, you know. Um, but as we've been reading this week, what are some of the things that have jumped off the page to you guys? Um, so... I love I love Paul's story. I'm not I've not confession. I've not always been a huge fan of Paul. Um, <laughs> as a I don't know as a woman, I always mm-hmm. like was a little affronted by some of the things he said. Yeah. Um, and then just I don't know. Anyway, I love Paul now. So like, <laughs> I'm sure time. Paul would be happy to hear that. Yeah, it's, think, it's been a long that, time in the means, works. I think that means that I've I've been fully sanctified, right? Like I'm no, I'm totally kidding. You're totally kidding. No, but I do appreciate so much of what he says. And in these in these particular letters, his story is incredible. What he came from, what he went to, just the transformative power of Jesus. But um, so much that I appreciate about Paul is that he is diligent to pray for his friends, mm-hmm. for believers, for um, for the leaders in those in those churches that had sprung up, you know, in those early years after Jesus. And then um, just that his true heart was not um, numbers, but was unity and then mm-hmm. just real change, heart yeah. change. And for all for all people, the Jews and the Gentiles, and um, just that he let Jesus radically change him yeah. in a powerful way. Yeah, and and just as a note, um, most of what we read from Paul this week's readings and almost all of his writings are uh, either letters to particular bodies of believers or churches mm-hmm. or to individuals. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's this uh, big treatise or uh, 
uh, big paper that he's writing. He's he's truly writing yes. to his friends, yes. yeah. to people he cares deeply about, and and uh, trying to address some of their questions, some of their issues, um, but also just to, there's a lot of thankfulness. You yes. know? And, mm-hmm. and like you mentioned, those the way he uh, the way he starts out so many of those letters. Yes. And it shows his heart for people. Yeah, I mean, I did. I made I made notes of some. I highlighted some of the things that were incredible that he prayed over, like the Colossians. He prayed and asked for um, complete knowledge, spiritual wisdom, understanding, um, that they would be strengthened by God's power. They would have endurance and patience and be filled with joy. I mean, when I um, think about how I might pray for my friends, it usually doesn't look like that. And that's just an incredible Thing to just say, wow, yeah, I hope somebody's praying all those things over mm-hmm. me, you know, yeah. so, so good. Yeah. Is there one particular one that, that jumped out to you? Of those things? Mm-hmm. Um, I think filled with joy, maybe filled with joy. These people were, they were doing the hard work. I mean, if you've ever been part of like a church launch or a startup <laughs> of any kind, um, it's hard and it's discouraging and you feel like you have more losses than, than gains. And so to just be filled with joy in that, that's a... Yeah. That's a powerful and important thing. Yeah. And those prayers that you mentioned, uh, specifically, they stick out in Ephesians and um, and Colossians. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kind of informed my prayers mm. Yeah, a lot. Like, okay, to know how to pray for people, these are pretty good things. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. The, that you'd be filled with all the fullness of God uh, that he talks yes. about in, in one place. And uh, uh, there's another one um, that you would know the love of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and it's out tight, it's yes. depth, it's breath. Um, and that has become, that particular one has become one of the prayers that I'll pray mm-hmm. for, uh, for myself and for my family yes. just about every day is, um, that we would know the love of Christ and be an expression of his love to those around us today. Yes. You know, yes. that's so good. Yeah. I think his, his prayers for the people that he's, he's ministering to and that he has uh, discipled and his friends here um, really show that heavenly view and that heavenly goal that Paul has is that he's not praying for earthly things for these people, but he's praying for uh, spiritual things for them and knowledge of the Father. He's not yes. looking for things that will strictly benefit them here, but things that will help keep them, encourage them to pursue God where he is yes. and yeah. that he's, that they are going to stay focused on the target. It's, it's a constant encouragement um, coming from Paul. And I just, I love that because, yeah. you know, yeah. we, you don't see that always in today's church. Um, mm-hmm. You know, growing up in a, in a small church uh, like I did, you know, the pastor would always call for somebody to, to either open us up in prayer or close us in prayer. And we all had that one person. It's like, please don't call on that guy. Cause he's going to pray forever. We're all hungry. We'll just leave. But you know, when you're is, you know, when you look at prayer so often, I see in a lot of, a lot of churches, people don't want to come to prayer night. People don't mm-hmm. want to go to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you, you look at what prayer looks like in scripture and it's completely mm-hmm. different than what so many of us grew up with. Yeah. And it changes if we pray like Paul did, yeah. it will change our perception of all of it. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it refocuses on the creator mm-hmm. and the yeah. purpose for being a Christian. It's like, what does it even mean? And that, you know, when we start with that right relationship through prayer, well, it, it changes the whole whole yes. thing. Yeah. Um, one of my, fa- and I've mentioned this when I've had opportunities to speak, but uh, one of my favorite, I don't know if I call it a definition, but one of my favorite thoughts on prayer is from one of the early church fathers back in like the second century. 
um, he said that prayer is keeping company with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's stuck with me mm. uh, ever since I, I read that. Just keeping company with God. Mm-hmm. And um, just that idea of, man, we've, we've been given the opportunity to, to be called friends of God and, and we can keep yeah. company. We can hang out with him. Yeah. And that's what prayer is. Yes. You know? It's the vehicle by which we do that. Right. I believe that and scripture, you know, yeah. those vehicles, the way yeah. we uh, are able to keep company with God. So that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's some stuff that's been sticking out to you? Uh, the, the stuff that stuck out to me was just throughout all these writings is just, um, like Beth said earlier, the, the unity that was uh, Paul was pushing for through all of it, just constantly encouraging unity. Um, but also that he started all these letters um, with the gospel, you know, telling mm-hmm. everybody who he is and who the God that he serves is and why he's there. Yeah. Uh, and then diving into what else he has to say, but it's it's constantly reminding of the gospel. And these these people that he's writing these letters to are not not new. These are people that he has personally discipled, and he is still going and starting off with the gospel because that is the foremost thing in his mind, and that's his purpose, which mm-hmm. should be our purpose is sharing the gospel and yes. constantly encouraging and reminding of the gospel. Yeah, I just I love that. How have some of those places that you mentioned there, how has that informed the way that uh, you view God mm-hmm. and think about him? It, uh, it well, personally for me, it reminds me of where I stand and what's my focus. Mm-hmm. Am I more concerned of the things of this world, you know, getting to work on time or completing a task, or am I more concerned about the people around me mm-hmm. and their spiritual state? Am I sharing the gospel with people of the God that I serve? Am I more concerned about that or, you know, getting enough money to pay the grocery bill yeah. or, yeah. you know, getting my oil changed on time? You know, so sure. what's what's the most important thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and just loving on people well and loving people enough to, to share the gospel in a world that doesn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, I actually underlined it. I forget exactly where it is, but it's in one of these letters that we've read. Uh, this week, um, Paul is thanking them for being partners with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in spreading the good news. Yeah. Yes. And that just kind of stuck out to me. Yeah. Mm. You know, you guys, uh, you talked about having four kids and being parents. And uh, I was wondering how, how do you guys use scripture with your kids to, to help lead them and, and guide them? Mm. Or... And so our second part of that question is, how do you help them uh, find a, a love for the scriptures like you have? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, so it's been a, it's been a lot of different things over the years. When they were very small, they um, they were they were homeschooled, so we would spend time memorizing scripture and mm-hmm. just hiding that word in their heart, yeah. which mm-hmm. has been um, pretty powerful. That's been a very formative thing for them. Um, they have that there uh, and they don't always know it until it's in the forefront of their mind that they, they have it kind of like in a, a database. We say, put it in your back pocket. Um, so it's always, it's always there um, to encourage them with, or remind them. Um, but it's all, you know, just to be, just to be knowledgeable of the word so that um, kind of like counterfeit money, like you have to know what the real thing looks yeah, like. Right. And mm-hmm. so often we've had um, the, the issue, some of the issues we've had, you know, well, so-and-so said this, or I heard that, or we've noticed, you know, things come up and we always say, go back to what you know is true. Mm-hmm. And 
whatever our truth is in the word. And so whatever whatever God says about you, whatever Jesus says about you, you are, you know, you are holy and you are loved and you are made for a purpose. And um, those are the, those are the good places. Those are the the positive places where we use it. Um, But then some of our children have entire notebooks full of scripture passages that they have written (laughs) repeatedly (laughs) as a, maybe um, a reminder (laughs) Of yeah. uh, some some you know idea that maybe they had forgotten mm-hmm. um, yeah, needs exactly. reminding yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what you're saying yeah. so yeah, big fan of proverbs over here <laughs> <laughs> a lot of short and quick to the point yeah. easy to write over and over <laughs> I think a sweet thing for and I'm sorry I'm talking too much dear um, that's okay. I know that never happens um, but a sweet thing to see is that they 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 are finding a love for the word on their yeah. own yeah. Um, even our youngest, uh, when she went into fifth grade, she got a Bible and a highlighter, and basically the whole the whole Bible is blue at this point. Um, yeah. She's highlighted, uh, yeah. so that's so sweet. Hard to read in but low light. Our our older children, um, they've had sweet mentors come along beside them and just um, saying what we're saying, mm-hmm. uh, just coming from a different head, and yeah. so uh, to watch them figure out what that looks like for them, what their quiet time looks like, what their time in scripture looks like, um, and to value it on their own has been a good, I don't know that we have a magic formula, but the Lord has been so gracious in that. Yeah. The biggest thing is just exposure. We've exposed them to the word from the time they were little bitty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we constantly doing, um, doing readings at the house. Beth has always been really good to, to read scripture during, during their homeschool sessions and things like that. you know, we, We'll read at night um, sometimes, and we discuss it a lot. Uh, yeah. Deuteronomy 6 has been a heavy influence on mm-hmm. us as far as uh, mm-hmm. exposing our children to the Word. Yeah. Um, of just constantly. I know uh, my son and I, we've had a lot of conversations uh, just revolving around the Word. Um, you know, with John, you know, when he wrote uh, in his letters, you know, to test every spirit against the Scripture yeah. and find what's true. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just... Okay, is that true? Do we know enough of the word to be able to tell the counterfeit? You know, just like Beth mentioned that earlier, and you know, an interesting thing when you're, you know, you're a counterfeit expert, you don't become an expert in counterfeits. You become an expert in the real, right? Yeah. And that's you know, that's what the scripture calls us to, and Paul calls us mm-hmm. to that as well, of being expert in what is true, so yeah. that the false is easy to tell. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not going to be uh, distracted or misled, you know, Jesus warns about that as well. It's like, don't, don't be misled. And it's just constant reminder through the New Testament is not to be misled. So we've, we want our children in, in a dark world to know what the light looks like Yeah, yeah. And, and to I be mean, able to tell. Yeah. And there's a, definitely a place for good accountability too, but, um, you know, the voice of our shepherd does not condemn, you know, and so, uh, we try mm-hmm. to be so careful not to, um, not to, you know, bang our kids over the head with the word, you know, to just say, you know, you, you did, you did wrong. You've sinned. You know, it's not, it's not like that, but, uh, for them to, for them to just absorb it, you know, we're, we're not their Holy Spirit. You know, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not getting to heaven on our, on our coattails. That's not how it's going to work. As much as we may try. I know, I know. And so I want, I, I want them to just be tuned into that and just let 
the Lord do his work, mm-hmm. you know, and I most of the time just have to get out of his way at this point with some older kids and just yeah. let him, let him work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because you want them to come. They have to come around yeah. to it on their own yeah. eventually. Yeah. yeah. But I think we can continue to create those environments Yeah, or model probably that even better model. Yeah. Sure. What, uh, um, model a love for the word like you like you said yes. and uh you mentioned uh they have others coming around them speaking into mm-hmm. uh them i know often uh, one of my kids might talk about something that so is this, uh-huh. you mentioned josiah earlier josiah said uh, and, like, <laughs> Man. and i don't tell him this but it's kind of like I've I've been saying that for a long time now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's uh, we've I've had that conversation with my kids. Like, you know, it's funny how how uh, it sounds different coming out of a different mouth, <laughs> yes. even though it's exact same words. <laughs> like, I'm thankful that he's there. Yeah, you know, or that that she is there. Whoever right, it is, you know, right. that they are speaking truth into your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I would like you to recognize that I've been doing that for a while. <laughs> I think that maybe that happens when they get a little older. Yeah. And they come back and say, you know, mom and dad, I realize. (laughs) Maybe. Well, Well, and I guess when, you know, while you're praying for your Mm -hmm. kids in this like Paul-like way, um, a really powerful thing to pray is that they would have um, real and um, deeply invested spiritual influencers. You know, Mm -hmm. those are, those are gifts just of the Lord so, so, so much. We realize now that uh, the community that has had is circled around our kids, that's everything. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely everything for them, you know. And so um, we're we're great until they're about 10 and then and then they they need they need more than yeah. just what we can give yeah. them. They, they realize the world's bigger than the living room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's good to it's good to have uh, have the opportunity to have people around us that are of the same mindset of are unified in purpose yes. of seeking and, you know, having people who are hungry for righteousness and who yeah. are hungry for the word yeah. to, to pour in. It just, it's great. We really, we really feel very blessed and it's, it's a prayer that's been answered yeah. uh, over and over and over again to have good people around us and, uh, and our children. So. Yeah. And bonus points if they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I think is, is part of the reason that we enjoy serving with the middle school group mm-hmm. here so much is because we get to try to be that for other people. Oh yeah. That's and, cool. You know, we get yeah. to, we've had uh, opportunity over the past, I don't know how many years we've been doing it to uh, mentor young leaders to come mm-hmm. in. And we've got a really great group of volunteers who uh, are the same mindset and are just pouring into these kids yeah. on Sundays. And uh, a lot of them are actually coming in on Wednesdays now and serving with the collision group as well. And I just, I'm so very thankful to have, uh, to have the opportunity to, to pour into young adults and yeah. who are pouring into kids and just yep. getting to yeah. get to help stir up a, a hunger and uh, loads of loads of young people who are coming into this mm-hmm. and I just who are still being formed and I like that yeah it's good it's yeah, good to be a cool. part of that's cool um, thinking about some of the things we've read this week mm-hmm. uh, occasionally uh, we do this on the podcast um, if you could sum up something and uh, that we've read or sum up a lot of what we read into one word. Uh, what uh, what might that word be this week? Ooh. Can I have four words? <laughs> sure. 
Five. I need five, actually. The five words this week. Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, Paul said, let your roots go deep. Mm. Let your roots go deep. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Sorry. No, I'm, that's I'm okay. at negative four. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why does that? Why does that stick out to you? Um, I just I think so much of what he said. So um, he's talking in Colossians here, and he's talking about false teaching. Just in context, to be to be fair. So I'm mm-hmm. not just plucking scripture out of yep. thin air. Um, in Colossians two, he's talking about false teaching, but he says, um, "Continue just as you accepted Christ. Continue to follow Him, and let your roots grow grow down, grow deep into Him, and then let your lives be built on Him." Mm-hmm. And I think. Um, he's done the, he's done the hard work, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a lifelong pursuit to just, just follow, you know, just follow him. But, uh, if we do that, let our roots grow deep, uh, he's, he's going to do all the rest, the, the yeah. unity and the wisdom and all those things are, are going to come. Yeah. Um, for me, it'd be, um, I think hold fast. Um, which That's two words? No, it's one word. It's okay. a it's a tool. It, it sounds like two words. In any other circumstance, it would be. But in this in this context, it's one. Um, so a hold fast is a tool uh, that we use in woodworking or blacksmithing mm. to hold something that you're working mm. on down. Okay. Um, and Paul going through this and to to best point, letting your roots your roots grow deep is to hold tightly to what you know to be true and to your faith and to our purpose. Um, if we, you know, he's constantly warning through these and encouraging, um, but he's, he's warning to not let it go. Mm-hmm. Don't slip, don't slide back, don't turn away from it, um, but to hold fast to it so that we will be rewarded with eternity. And Because the, the God that we serve and the, the Savior we have in Christ, he's worthy of it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's worthy of our of our attention and our, our affection and our obedience and to just hold fast to that, not to slip or to let go, but hold fast to let no one take it from you. So that's good. Um, the word I was thinking of is, is active as in the opposite of passive. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Because so much of uh, Paul's language, I think specifically in, in Colossians, he's saying, Hey, put to death these things, Mm -hmm. but put on, Yes. These, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so much, so much of his writings is just you have to. Um, you're not going to be transformed just sitting and, mm-hmm. or right. just uh, um, having this thing be a part of your life, yes. right? Yeah. You know, Jesus isn't just a part of your life. In fact, he says that in Colossians <laughs> uh, three, I think it is, when Christ, who is your life, yes. comes. I, I just that's yeah. one thing that always sticks out to me and in some of these letters that that we we practice these things yeah 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 it's not just about giving up something it's it's about taking up something new yeah yeah yeah, yeah and and as we practice then we do let your roots grow deep mm-hmm. that's how they grow deep is mm-hmm. that you're you're spending time you're you're coming you're drawing near to mm-hmm. jesus and he draws near to you and you're you're spending and then you you love well you serve you yeah, yeah. it's active yeah. 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 It's a good thing. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you I'm so, so much. excited that we got to got to talk today. Well, thanks for letting us be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're in Cookville and looking for a church home, we'd love to invite you to come out and you can check out more about us at theriverCC.com. 
Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week. Thanks.